0: Thank you, Margaret. Good afternoon, everyone. Is it afternoon yet? Yeah, because that, that itinerary got me thrown off as well. Listen, I, I want to I thank God for Margaret Jackson and for what she does in our communities. I want to echo what what Cindy Chavez had to say. And I tell you, Cindy Chavez is an incredible human being as well. I've had a chance to go to her office and spend time with some of her staff And when you talk about public servant, in the dictionary, there should be a picture of Cindy Chavez there because she is truly a public servant. Really impressed uh, with Emma and some of the things she had to share today. And I tell you, today is a great day to be alive. Do you know that? I said today is a great day to be alive. Let me tell you why it's a great day to still be alive. Because now you have an opportunity to correct all of the mistakes you've made. All right? You've made some mistakes. you got some more time to get this stuff straight and get it in line. Those folks who you offended, you need to go back to them and say, forgive me for offending you. Are y'all listening to me? That should have touched somebody right there. Someone's upset with you right now, and you still have time to go and make it right with that person. I want to talk just a little bit with you about building your dreams, making sure you continue to pursue those dreams. This is a a, a Women's and Leaders Summit. I want to give you a couple stats that I found interesting as I read this report a couple of months ago. According to WomenAble.com, their 2015 State of Women-Owned Business Report, the number of women-owned firms in the U.S. continues to climb and is now estimated to have surpassed 9.4 million enterprises. 30% of all businesses in this country are started by women. The revenue generated from these enterprises is now estimated to stand at nearly $1.5 trillion per year. That's more than a lot of countries. We have women starting enterprises in this country generating that kind of revenue and income. And it has increased by 79% since 1997, and it's continuing to grow. Women-owned firms now employ over 7.9 million workers in this country. 7.9. Think about that for a minute. Women starting businesses and employing 7.9 million people in this country. Now I don't know about you, but to me that's girl power at its finest. All right? Some women in here may be employing my son, my daughter, or my granddaughter at some point, even though I'm pushing entrepreneurship. I'm telling them, hey, look, there's nothing like working for yourself. There's nothing like cashing your own checks. There's nothing like telling other people what to do. I don't like people telling me what to do too much. All right. Who's starting these enterprises? Increasingly, women of every ethnic background. Back in 1997, there were just under 1 million firms owned by non-Caucasian women. I want to say that again. In 1997, there were just under 1 million firms owned by non-Caucasian women, representing 1 in 6 women-owned businesses, about 17%. Now there are an estimated 3.1 million minority-owned firms in this country, representing 1 in 3, 33%. Indeed, the growth of the number of African-American, Asian-American, Latina, Native American, Alaska Native, and Native Hawaiian Pacific Islanders since 1997 surpasses the growth in the number of non-minority women on firms several-fold. There's a shift taking place. There's a paradigm shift taking place where minority women, women from different ethnic backgrounds, are starting companies at... I don't want to say alarming rate, but what a fantastic rate we're starting to see this happen. I don't know about you, but that's encouraging for me. My daughter wants to be uh, a doctor, and she wants to have her own practice. She wants to work in an inner city environment. She wants to start her own business, be an entrepreneur. I sent her this information to encourage her. "Look, Look what women are doing all around this country who look like you, who come from the same background as you and she's very excited about that. Uh, take a look at uh, the National Women's Business Council. A Lot of great information I found on their website and that can be found at uh, nwbc.gov. All right, Margaret, make sure you keep me on time, okay? I wanna talk about a, a few keys to, to building your dream and building the success. Number one, And this is my philosophy, this is what has proven to work for me over the past 30 years. Number one, I pay God first, I pay myself, then I pay my bills. The reason why so many people get in trouble, college students, and so much trouble in terms of the financial debt, uh, the, the student loans, and, and, and for those of us who experienced and, and carried this weight of debt because we were not educated properly, we were taught to pay bills, pay some more bills, go and create some more bills, and pay them too. When I pay God first, I believe I opened this window. I opened this opportunity from him where ideas come to me, business opportunities come to me. I pay myself because at some point I know I want to retire, and I, I think we'd like to, you know, own a home in, in Santo Domingo. I have a friend of mine; he's really been pushing me toward that. He has some property down there and absolutely loves it. it says the cost of living is uh, is a very, very uh, uh, amenable. And my wife, we haven't been there yet, but we'd like to go down there and check it out. Now I say all that to say this. You have to save something for yourself. You have to begin to put something aside for yourself if you're going to attain any sizable dream or any dream we're talking about. Number three, pay your bills. Of course you have to pay your bills. You're supposed to pay your bills. If not, you won't have a roof over your head. You won't have lights on in your house. You won't have food on your table. Now, the reason why so many people are in trouble is because we have learned to get into debt and pay bills. And once you get into that debt mode and you're just paying bills, you will never be able to pay yourself. And God knows when you go to church, when you go to the mosque, when you go to the temple, when you go in there, you're going to give what's called a Trinity offering. A dollar for the Father, a dollar for the Son, and a dollar for the Holy Ghost. I'm talking to somebody in here right now. Number two. If you're gonna build your dream, you gotta to get to a place where you have financial peace. Reason suicide is so high. Folks are stressing out, folks, folks are dropping every single day is because they're stressing out over finances, they have no financial peace. Something I learned many, many years ago is when the economy changed, my personal business would change. Of course, I didn't have as many customers, didn't have as many clients spending as much money as they once did with me. So you know what I'd do? i go and sell my house. My house is too big right now for where I want to be. I want to continue to save 25% of my income. So I'll sell this big house, go get me a small cottage, and catch the bus. Sell one of my cars. We just use one car. Catch the bus where I need to go. Very good strategy. And this is going to help a lot of young students uh, that we have here today. You need an emergency fund. Someone say emergency fund. What's an emergency fund? You just need to have some money set aside. When the car breaks, you don't have to put it on your credit card. You don't have to go into debt. Now you got $2,000 saving a savings account. Now you can go get your new tires. You can get your transmission or whatever it is you need to do as opposed to going into debt. So you must, and I'm talking to students right now. You older folks, y'all should know this already. <laughs> you must have an emergency fund. Begin to pay off your debt. For those of us who have debt, begin to pay off that debt in a, what, what Dave Ramsey calls the snowball effect. Pay the smaller ones off, then pay the bigger ones off, and it begins to snowball. A lot of times we get caught up and we see the biggest one and we try, oh, I got to try and get that thing down. Now, that's going to take you a while to get that down because you got all these other ones. Get that little one out of the way, then the money you use for that little one, you can put that more toward uh, the the higher debt that you have are you guys still with me yes. all right you need to be properly insured boy this hit home back in 2005 my wife and I we originally from New Orleans Louisiana I was pastoring a church there we had a beautiful sanctuary we had just renovated 8,000 square foot sanctuary we were about to celebrate our 10th year in ministry we were having Pastor Robin Goo from Charlotte, North Carolina, come in to, to preach our 10th anniversary, doing great things all around the world. Come to find out, we were not properly insured. We were celebrating our 10th anniversary in October of that year. Hurricane Katrina hit in August of that self same year. We, did, we weren't properly insured, so we didn't have the insurance to be able to rebuild as we wanted to rebuild. You know, you got a, a $2 million facility and you insured at 800000 That's tough. So make sure you're properly insured. Car insurance, homeowner's insurance, life insurance. Please have black people, please get some life insurance. Please get some life insurance. We die, and when we die, we leave our family in debt. So you was causing problems while you was alive, and now you're dead, and you're still causing problems. Leave something, please. I may not, may not have liked you while you were alive, but if you leave me some money, I'll I'll sing your praises in your death. I'm just kidding. All right. Invest at least 15% of your income. Students, please begin to invest. I started investing when I was in college, undergrad. My 11th grade year, I met Janice Funds out of Colorado at an event on campus. And I just liked their marketing material. And they just stayed in touch with me. They kept sending stuff to me. And I said, you know what? I'm going to start putting some money into this fund. Janice Funds was doing well for about 10 years. Of course, they went under mismanagement several years ago, and I lost a lot of money in that. But the point is, is I started saving, or tried to start saving, very early in my uh, development. Stay away from those high-interest credit cards and and those high-interest on cars and all those things. Stay away from that stuff. Be wise in your investment. Be wise. Begin to buy real estate. Invest in real estate. I want to give you a couple savings tips. I put this into action in in 1995, some of the things I'm talking about right now. And I remember putting $150 into this fund, Jackie. And seven years later, you know, I really didn't think about it. It just came out of my account each month. Seven years later, that account was 50,000. Just one account, 150 a month. If you put $100 a month for 40 years into an investment vehicle that gives you 12%, you'll end up in 40 years with $1.18 million. $1.1 million. Just $100 a month in a vehicle. I know it's, it's tough to find vehicles that are consistent over that period of time, but you can do it. You've got to be a student of your financial well-being change from one fund to the other. If you see changes in management, you see the fund is not performing as well, but $100 a month for 40 years. And we're living much longer now, guys, much longer. So 40 years is not that long. Think about this. A 30-year-old couple, and they put money into a Roth IRA at $250 a month at just 9% interest. At 70 years old, that couple will have $1.1 million. Now, y'all know this is very important. We live in California, and it costs money to live in California. Matter of fact, my wife and I were talking about it the other day. We believe we're going to buy a retirement home in Florida. I love it here. No, no state taxes in Florida. I love California, but I think we're probably going to retire in Florida somewhere like that. Imagine this. If the same couple, 30 years old, made 40000 a year and save 15% in a 401k, that's roughly $6,000 a year or $500 per month, at 12% growth over that period of time. At 70 years old, that same couple would have $5.8 million. See, we we can't grasp this a lot of times because we want that gratification, that satisfaction right now. We have to drive that BMW. Frank, when I was growing up, they called a BMW a black man's wish. We had to have it, a BMW. We had to have the clothes, the bling, the jewelry, all of that nonsense that will not appreciate and cause your value to increase. It's all about value. Somebody say value. Value. All right, I'm not going to go into this. I got another slide about where your money should go. This is something I, I tell students all the time. Balance your checkbook. I know that sounds crazy. Checkbook, these students don't use checkbook. They use Apple Pay and Samsung Pay. And they just charge, 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 and they don't balance it. You still have to balance it whether it's a checkbook or a ledger, right? Please balance your checkbook. Had to get my daughter straight a few years ago. She just was spending money, and when she went over, she's calling me to get out of trouble. Not anymore, you're too old for that. Negotiate everything. You know, we, we talk about certain ethnic groups and how they negotiate everything. That is a powerful tool, negotiation. Don't ever spend retail or pay retail. You should negotiate every single thing in your life. I remember several years ago, I went and bought, and and this goes against a lot of things that I taught. I always teach get used cars. Get, get your secondhand car. The car I drive now was a, a leased car. had had 8,800 miles on it purchase it. I mean, you just save so much money. You lose so much money when you drive off of the lot uh, with a new car. But I bought a new car uh, several years ago, and I knew exactly what I wanted in this car. So I went to a dealership, told them, this is what I want. Now tell me, how much will it cost you to build this car for me? And they said, well, the MR- MSRP, I'm not, we're not talking MSRP. No, I, I, don't, I don't do MSRP. How much does it cost you to build this car? This is a technique I learned from a rich guy from New York. Whenever he bought a car, if he bought something new, he told him, this is what I want. I want you to put this in it. Tell me how much it's going to cost. And then he always gave about $1,500 above what the cost is. Most of us, because we're not educated, we go and buy a car, MSRP. The same car I bought, I paid $40,000 for it. The MSRP on it was $55,000. Manufacturer suggested retail price suggested retail price no you can make some money that's what you're in business for but you're not going to make a killing off of me alright this is a good one don't take advice from broke people a lot of broke people around here giving advice have a budget and stick with it alright some tips on negotiations always tell the truth Use the power of cash. Understand and use walk away power. I walked away from two dealerships. The third dealership, when I went to walk away, he said, hold up. Let me go get the manager. Let's work out a deal. Use walk away. Use this phrase. That's not good enough. Sometimes you got to shut up. Be aware of good and bad guy tactics. You know how they do that good, bad guy stuff. You got to be aware of that. Use this phrase, if you give this, then I will take that away. I got 10 minutes, eight minutes? I can't count. <laughs> All right, important, this, especially for our students. If you're gonna build your dreams, you need to find a mentor. You need to understand the importance of mentor and protege relationships. They are a must when you're trying to obtain or build your dream. You know, mentors are assigned to us at different stages uh, in our life. I can remember having a mentor when I was in middle school. I can remember having a mentor when I was in in high school, a mentor in college, and now I have several mentors in my life even today. I'll have mentors until I die because God finds a way to send mentors into my life at certain stages uh, in my life. Be on the lookout for messengers from God. You got to be on the lookout for messengers from God. Check this out. If Satan wants to destroy you, if your enemy wants to destroy you, whatever term you use for him, he's going to send somebody into your life to help destroy you. Somebody's going to try and turn you onto drugs or turn you on whatever it is. God is the same way. Be on the lookout for those blessings. Don't ignore the mentors and leaders in your life. All right. A few things, you might say, what's a mentor? How do I determine what a mentor is? There's several signs that I've learned in my experience to help me identify when a mentor comes to my life. One, they are role models. They don't just come in and tell me what to do. They show me how to do it from their expression of life, the expression of business, the expression of family, how they do things personally, they are role models. Another thing I learned, when I see a role model coming into my life, they manage themselves and others well. They're very good managers, not only of themselves, but of others around them. They have the true heart of a father or mother. A mentor really has the heart of a father or a mother in your life. They give life-changing counsel. I can remember my mother told me it was a a job I was going to take, and I said, I don't know if I'm going to take this job, Mom, because it's going to require a lot of travel. It's going to require, you know, just a lot of time. I just don't believe I'm going to do it. And she sat down and spoke to me and said, look, this is what you've been praying for. This is what you've been expecting in your career. You should give it a shot. I took that experience. And it, that one job that I was not going to take that my mother told me to take exponentially changed my life. When I took that job, I became a world traveler taking that job. My children got experience to things that they would have never had experience to. Role models are experts in the ministry of encouragement. Man, role models know how to encourage. We think a role model or or a mentor is someone who's constantly uh, chastening us or trying to correct us. No, but a true mentor is someone who's always encouraging you, always lifting you up, always telling you you can do it, always showing you how you can do it. The other thing about a mentor in my life, they help me set and achieve goals. A true mentor will call you and say, hey, look, You've been at this stage for so long, I think you can get to the next level. And let me show you how. Or let me introduce you to someone who I think can help you get to that next level. So a true mentor will set, help you set and achieve those goals that you have set for your life. A couple of things I want to close with. Dr. Mike Murdoch, someone I really love and, and, and really appreciate his wisdom. He said you will only succeed with something that consumes you. I could see the passion in Emma, the passion that you display, Jackie, the, the passion that, that Margaret has and, and so many others in this room. A couple of pearls of wisdom before I close up. Surround yourself with people that celebrate you, not tolerate you. I tell my wife that all the time. I want to be around people who celebrate me, not people who tolerate me. And there's a very distinct difference in knowing someone who celebrates who you are and what you can be and encourage you to do that. And it's very common and very simple for me to recognize someone who just tolerates me for who I am and what I can be. Build your goals and daily agenda around your assignment from God. Build your daily goals, your daily agenda around your assignment from God. Now, someone says, well, what is my assignment from God? You got some work to do. You need to find out what your assignment from God is because you have an assignment. That's why you're here to do something on his behalf before you leave. Stay focused on your objectives. Eliminate the need for multiple options. You need singleness of mind to be effective. Encourage yourself in the Lord when you know no one else will. David said something that, that, that really blessed me many, many years ago. The people spake of stoning David because it went off to war and the enemy came, took their children, took all of their goods, took their, their, uh, their valuables, and they spake of stoning David. The sp- people wanted to kill David. And something that, that just resonates with me even today, it says the scripture said that David encouraged himself and the Lord is God. Everybody wanted to kill him. And he couldn't get encouragement from anybody else, so he encouraged himself. And the Lord is God. Embrace your future. Embrace it. Embrace the future, whatever that may be. It may be topsy-turvy, up and down. Just embrace it. Enjoy the ride. I thank God for the the woman that he sent to me because she has really helped me learn how to embrace what's going to happen and just enjoy the ride. So embrace your future. Thank you. And uh, let's continue to network and have a great time.